Welcome. Today is Wednesday. It's November 30th, 2022. My name is Jeremy. This is my first cup. It is Wednesday. It's hump day. Hope your week's going well. Hope you've had some wins, some W's. And I hope the rest of the week's going to go just as well, if not better. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning, Dennis. Dennis says, welcome to another winning Wednesday. Look at that for some alliteration. Good morning to you, Stacy. She says, needed it on Facebook day. I get it. It's all good. It's all good. Well, uh, big day for me. This is the day I get on the plane which really isn't that big in and of itself. Uh, there is some interesting weather happening. Uh, we'll see if it derails plans. I'm not expecting it to, but we'll see. Depends on how everything goes. But fortunately, the event doesn't start until Friday. So I'm good, right? Like I can check in starting tomorrow. There's still check-in on Friday. But I've got I've got enough of a buffer that I should be fine. So fingers crossed. Um yeah. Looking forward to doing first cup from a from a hotel room. The last time I did first cup from a hotel was at Free Training Day Northeast, and there were two dozen people around me, and it was awesome. It was just so much fun. We took over that space, and I had an absolute blast doing it. Um, yeah. So, good morning also to Brian and to Tommy. Uh, one thing I wanted to throw out, I think many of you have seen this, uh, all in weekend is starting to to become a focus again. And if you watched what happened last year and heard people talk about all in weekend, I shouldn't say last year because it was early this year. Um, and you said, you know, I really want to go this time. Don't wait. Because it we were fairly certain it was going to sell out last year. We got close. Um, we are far ahead of where we were last year. Uh, I will be. I'm not going to say I'd be surprised if we don't sell out, but if we don't, it's going to be really close because we're already almost at the numbers that we had for all of the 22 attendees, 2022 attendees. So just, just keep that in mind. If that's something that's on your list, don't forget you've got an option at whistlekick.com to split it into four payments, if that makes a difference. Yeah, Stacy's with me. Free training day live first cup. It was, it was fun. It was a fun experience. It was the first time we ever really had an audience for a show. And I liked it. And I think, you know, if we can make it work into the logistical plans, we will do a live martial arts radio episode as part of Free Training Day Northeast next year as we continue to build that event into the biggest thing that we do. And keep making it bigger every year. Mm, pardon me. 
And Stacy says, all in weekend was awesome. Thank you. I think it was too. Uh, I was on, I was actually doing an interview with someone yesterday and something popped into my mind and went, oh, we have to do that at all in weekend. Something I have not done, but something that builds on something that I have done. And I think it's going to be awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, don't don't forget. I'm constantly planning things. Planning things five to six months in advance, sometimes years in advance. That's why a lot of the things we do go so well. Um, so today... I have very little I have to do today. I have to refine the books. I did the books yesterday just to make sure they were done. I have to kind of chip chip away. There are a couple of things that came in yesterday that I've got to do. I pay the team on Wednesdays for, for the various people who are in paid positions. Um, and a couple invoices came in last night, so I've got to pay those. Update the books. I don't think I have to go to the bank. I didn't go to the bank. Yay. I did go to the post office. Um, and then my plan is to, I've got to, I still have to pack. I didn't pack. I, everything's in a pile. I think I've got everything I need. We'll, we'll double check. If there's room in the suitcase, I will bring, I will bring more stuff. Never bring, unless you're going to pick up souvenirs, which I'm not, never bring an empty suitcase. There's no point. If you're going to bring a suitcase, fill it. You never know what you're going to need. And, and I don't mean that tongue in cheek. I mean that genuinely. If you have space, bring options. Now, most of what I have, because this is a, a conference thing, is uh, collared shirts and a couple warm layers and a, um, a windbreaker, an umbrella, you know, pants, socks, underwear, things you would expect. But if that bag gets... If I get everything in that bag and say, wait a second, I've got room for this, that, or the other, you better believe it. I'm going to put stuff in there. I'm going to have other clothing options because I don't know what I'm stepping into. And having, having resources at your disposal, especially, especially when you're traveling, is a good thing. The other thing I grabbed last night, stopped off at the grocery store and I grabbed some, some bars, some um, protein bars. Because you never know when you're going to be in between things on a flight, whatever, and you're hungry. And if you're hungry, you tend to make bad decisions, bad decisions about food, bad decisions about other things. And so I carry a couple boxes around with me. And if I don't need them, I don't need them. <laughs> Steven says, always pack a full red man suit. Um, so fun fact, I've been the, the, the villain for a course a couple times and had to put th that thing on and they were flown out. I think a couple of them were flown out and they're so massive when you get everything in one bag that it qualifies as oversized and people are paying a lot of money to ship those things. Uh, Kelly says, Jeremy's wheels are always turning. It's true. Uh, it is a blessing and a curse, and uh, I am always thinking about 40 moves ahead. The challenge is getting that stuff implemented. If I, if Whistlekick can get to a point where we have the depth and breadth of staff to implement my ideas, 
it'll be remarkable. I think some amazing things would really happen. And I don't, I don't say that to be egotistical. It's just, it, this is how my brain works. My brain puts pieces together. And I hope we get there. Because I think that that's the role I'm meant to do. But we'll see. Fingers crossed. Oh, Kelly, that's awesome. I, I, uh, nobody's going to understand that comment unless you went to All In Weekend. So I'm not going to not going to read it. <sighs> Dennis says the wheels on the bus go round and round. If my brain is a bus, then they sure do. Uh, so once I pack, I got to water the plants, you know, kind of shut down the house here. Um, I'm going to go up to Panera and do some work because Panera's 15 minutes from the airport, not even Panera's. If it was an early morning flight, Panera is five minutes from the airport, but there'll be traffic, so it'll be 10. And I'll just get done whatever I can get done. We'll see, there's there's some stuff that's waiting. Good morning, Mark. And uh, we'll go from there. But just that that's kind of my, we started this with just kind of my, my suggestion, my appeal to all of you. All in weekend is, is a big deal. It's a, it's a powerful experience. Uh, I knew it would be, and it was, and the best evidence is the fact that more than half of the attendees, we gave all the attendees the op first crack at signing up. And, and this is something we said from the beginning, and this, this continues, if you attend, you are going to get the best pricing for next year and a period of time to sign up so nobody can take your spot. And so we had that period, two weeks. So in that two week period, more than half of the people from last year signed up for an event 11 and a half months in advance. I don't know what else I can say that proves we crushed it. Andrew and I crushed it. I'm, I'm super proud of what we did. And my appreciation to everyone who's coming back. We're going to crush it again. Uh, is there anything else I'm doing? I got a question for you guys. When you go away for like a week or two, do you turn off your hot water heater? I'm going to. I try to remember to do it when I go away for a week or more. It's efficient, but it's the most expensive thing, utility I have in my house. I can't even tell you what it's going to cost me because I've got this funky little thing called Sense. We talked about this when this got installed. Um, if I go to the Devices tab, Water Heater. My water heater is 20% of my electric usage. And... Yeah, so it is on track to cost me 160 something dollars a year. So that's what, um, three, four bucks a week. So it's not like it's a lot of money, but why not save it? Especially if we're going to have a cold net. So I'm just curious. Do you, do you guys do that? Do you turn off the hot water here? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. My flights don't, I don't get into Florida until 10. Let's see. Oh, no, I arrive at six. Yay. 
I thought I got in later. Yes. I, I don't like arriving late. Stacy leaves it on. Brian says, is it a hybrid heat pump unit? I do not have a heat pump. Um, I've considered getting a heat pump, but I already have an oil furnace. I have the wood stove. Um, I'm putting in a couple power walls because the interest rate is 2.9%. Might as well. Um, but I've not done heat pumps. I may do heat pumps. We'll see. Uh, the batteries mean more to me than the heat pumps. So um, I have thoughts of building like, uh, let's call it like a mother-in-law unit over there and then renting that out as an Airbnb. And if I did that, I would probably do a heat pump for it because just where the equipment would go would work really well. And I could heat that and then add a, a couple splits into the house. Um, Tommy says, I don't think the dog sitter would appreciate it. That's hysterical. Dennis says, we do not turn off our hot water heater, but that is an interesting suggestion. And Mark says, are your pipes going to be okay? Absolutely. So one of the things that, um, you may not know about my house, we don't really talk about this, um, is because of my tech background, but it's, it's a, it's a little bit of a, I like this stuff, but it's also, I know how to do this stuff. So here are all the apps. There are seven of them related to my remote management and monitoring of the house. I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six cameras. I can control the thermostat from far away. I have temperature sensors all over the place, including one in, underneath the house. Uh, my house is, is uh, as a crawl space. It's not a, it's not a, a foundation. Um, I have temperature sensors in my chest freezer that connect back to the Wi-Fi, and I can even control the garage doors. So um, not only will the house be fine, but I'll be able to monitor it while I'm away and say, oh, it's getting a little bit chilly underneath the house. I'll just turn the heat up a little bit because I have forced hot air from the oil furnace. So it just, uh, the only time I've ever had any of the lines freeze underneath the house is when I used the wood stove for like four or five days while it was 10 degrees outside. And I didn't use any, hardly any oil heat. Actually, I didn't use any. And the only reason it, I knew it froze, it was the line on this side that went to the washing machine. And so I just turned on the heat and it thawed out and it was fine. Tommy just wired, I'm, I'm guessing it means a heat pump in on Monday. And Stacy's right, it's not supposed to be that cold. I'm really thankful for that. So, so yeah. Um, is there anything else to say? No. Plants are going to be a little grumpy. I might move some of them more in front of windows to catch more light while I'm gone. But other than that, no. Yeah. Now, Frank did send some stuff over for us to talk about something kind of different, something we haven't really talked about. And just want to shout out and thank Frank for all of his work on the show. And of course, Josh, for our theme song. Uh, we are... 
the show's growing. We're in a, we're in a lull right now. We're not as high as we've been, but I think we'll get back to it. I'm also, um, I have all but decided we will upgrade StreamYard so we can broadcast on a few more channels. Good morning, Liz. All right, so today is National Computer Security Day. And Frank has three things for us to talk about. Who know? I ran an IT company from 2001 to 2014 when I sold it to my employees for not a lot of money. But that's okay because it gave me the time to focus on Whistlekick and, and the money that came through gave me it was about 18 months that I could really focus. Of course, I spent 12 months uh, decompressing from running a business for 13 years. Good morning, Andrew. All right. So what is one thing you wish more people knew about computer security? Here's the biggest one. People assume that because their computer has not told them that there is a problem, that there is no problem. Well, my antivirus has, hasn't found anything. Let's think about that for a moment. And honestly, the, the time where I, I got, the only time I ever got frustrated with that response was when discussing antivirus software. How do you, how do you know you don't have an infection? Well, my antivirus program hasn't come up. This is usually when they're telling me their computer's doing something funny. Well, my antivirus program didn't find anything. Okay. Think about that for a moment. If your antivirus program didn't see it, it didn't prevent it. That doesn't mean it's not there. The evidence, the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. And this is why having a good antivirus program in certain contexts is really important. And it's why I used to spend time looking at third party reviews. And just because it, anyway, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but that's, that's probably the, the number one thing. And frankly, the majority of problems these days are not with viral infections. They're with, let's call it spyware, you know, that, that kind of broader category. And the best utilities, if you're using a PC, it's Malwarebytes, it's super anti-spyware, and it's Spyware Blaster, all three of which have free versions. Uh, They're not licensed for commercial use. Do with that what you will, but those are still my three preferred tools. Every couple of years, I'll go and look and say, is there anything better? No, not really. So those are the ones that I use, and you would probably be surprised how effective those tools can be. Stacey says, yeah, for cybersecurity, as one whose workplace was affected by a cyber attack, super important. Cat says, good morning. Happy dromedary day. I like that. Dromedary, camel, hump. For those of you who did not know what a dromedary was. Um, part two. The easiest ways to attack computers are through people. 
and I don't mean in some kind of weird matrix way, I mean, I would all but guarantee that I could email most businesses and get somebody to tell me their password to something or their account number and just chip away at it. It's called social engineering. The recognition that human beings are the greatest likelihood, the, the most open vector of attack. Okay. Now in martial arts, we, we have to deal with that too, right? There are elements of, of humanity that open us up to attack. Hey, can I talk to you real quick? Hey, excuse me, do you have the time, right? There are things that we are hardwired to respond to in a positive way that bring us within proximity of people. And it is entirely possible that closing that gap at that moment creates risk. And that's why we have to remain vigilant and we have to be aware of what's going on and trust our instincts. If somebody's given off a creepy vibe and they just want the time, you do not have to get close to them and give them the time. You don't have to let someone use your cell phone. None of this is a requirement. Unfortunately, this is something that a lot of people um, aren't willing to do. If you know me, you know I'm the first person to help out and the first person to volunteer. I'm also the first person to pull the ripcord on anything that could be dangerous. The example I give people is my motorcycle. I have had, I, I had a ride last summer. I didn't ride this summer because of the Jeep, but I had a ride last summer where I got out and it just didn't feel right. And I was gonna ride for the day and I just, I came home. Something was off and I wasn't willing to wait to find out what it was. I'll never know, but I trust my gut. Left Leg Jay says, my first job out of college was software testing and I would hear a similar thing from the software developers when reporting bugs. It doesn't do that on my computer. Well, that's why you have testing software devs. Gad says, if you always sleep during the day and only wake up at night, you won't believe the sun is real. Stop lying to me. There is no giant ball of fire in the sky. And Jay says, social engineering is surprisingly easy and a bit of situational social awareness goes a long way. Here's the best example. Um, so back in my IT days, it was quite often that, I mean, not quite often, but it was often enough that I would have to go back to a business to grab a computer. There might be something that required lengthy testing or correction that we would elect to do at our shop rather than on site because it would save the customer a lot of money. You know, if, if, if we can set something up and it just runs and we can go do something else, we don't have to charge for the full clock time. But if I'm sitting there staring at something, running a diagnostic for eight hours, I'm gonna have to charge for that, right? So I would go back in later in the day and grab a computer and leave. Now, some of these places had day shifts and night shifts. Like there's a hotel I'm thinking of where completely different people. And I would walk in and say, hey, I gotta grab so-and-so's computer from the back. They would never verify. There was almost never a note. They trusted me because I had a polo shirt with a logo. 
And sometimes people would say, uh, okay, but I didn't know anything about, well, I'm here to do it. And earlier I would kind of wait and say, well, do you want to call someone? And then eventually I just say, no, nah, I'm just going to take it and go. Cause I'm not going to wait. If you act like you belong somewhere, people will not question you. This is something that I've gotten better at. This is something Andrew was exceptional at. And there's a lot of lessons we can take from that. Tommy says, if Sammy, one of his dogs, doesn't like you, instant red flags. Kelly says, one of the drills I do when teaching women self-defense is to talk about that a lot. And we practice them telling me to go away with their voice while I try to creep too close by distracting them by asking common questions. That's awesome. That's important. Next. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received about computer security? Hmm. I wasn't generally receiving the advice. I was creating the advice. I started working with computers professionally in 1998, um, and that was long before most people had enough wherewithal with computers to be talking much about it. Um, I was early enough that I was teaching, when I was in college, I was teaching some of the full-time staff um, about some of the more nefarious tactics. I was practicing that stuff myself, you know, this kind of, um, let's call it hacking. That's what the media calls it. Um, you know, I was hacking my own computer so I could learn stuff, how to defend against it, et cetera. And that stuff was really fun. Um, it's very martial arts in a way and teaching full-time staff, you know, here's how this goes. And, and, um, I remember this one, tool that you had to get it onto the computer, but at the time it could basically crack anybody's password. And so one of the full-time staff, Eric, who ended up going off to work at Citrix later, a really nice guy, really smart guy, took it and he ran it. Uh, loft crack was the tool in case anybody remembers this stuff. And he came back to me and said, you know what? The only person on campus whose password didn't get cracked was one of the people who worked in the IT department. Only one out of, you know, 3,500 accounts. And so he just deleted everything he did, didn't, didn't tell anybody else. And yeah, that's the kind of stuff now. Like it was so early, there weren't policies on that. But if he did that now, he would be fired, probably have a lawsuit brought against him. And he'd probably never have a job again because he didn't get authorization on that. I don't know. I don't know what the best piece I've ever received. I, I think we wrapped a bunch of advice into that first one. So I'm going to, I'm going to call that good there. Mm. Stacy says computer security is only as good as the end user is smart about their space and updates. Gad's got advice. His best advice, you can have all the best security software in the world, but the weakest link is still you. 
the social engineering you mentioned earlier. Yeah. It's a wonder that this stuff doesn't happen more, to be honest. And here's the reason it doesn't happen more. Because there's only so much value in proving you can. Let's say I'm, I'm a nefarious individual. And I want to assault you. There are a handful of reasons for which I might do that. Could be money, could be something else, right? If I attack your computer and I get access to your personal computer, what does that, what does that get me? This is why most of the scams going on now involve encrypting your information and ransoming access back to it because there's an actual money involved now. Send us $300 in Bitcoin. It's a reasonable amount. Most people can come up with it. And some of these uh, ransomware gangs make a lot of money because would you rather have 300 bucks or, you know, it's, it's enough, it's a small enough sum that you're willing to risk it. Well, what if they don't unlock it? Well, what else am I going to do? Do I have a better option? This is why I'm diligent about backups. And for people who are really would be in trouble without, um, you should be doing backups with external hard drives that are not plugged in all the time because those infections can encrypt anything they have access to. Yeah, and the last one. What's the last thing we got here? Frank says, I read in a book that when you're not using your webcam, you should cover it up. Is that true? Uh, you can. A lot, of, a lot of computers, a lot of laptops have a built-in slider on the webcam. I don't think this one does not. The one that I'll, I'll use tomorrow does. Uh, my main laptop does. The camera I use here has a little cover and I keep the cover on more for, for dust and protecting the lens than anything else. Um, there are plenty of tools that you can use to access the camera on somebody's computer, but you have to get it on there first. And that becomes tricky. Now, if you are a Joe individual who has the skill and the time and the desire to infect someone's computer, do you want to see what they're doing while they're sitting in front of their computer through their webcam? Or do you want to ransom them for money? The people who are peeking through the webcam are people who know you. It is uh, it's spouses who suspect of infidelity. It's things like that. And the best thing, you, if, if you are even mildly concerned, you can just, if you don't have a, a, a slider on it, just a piece of tape, painter's tape is ideal because it's not going to leave much residue. Um, you can do that. It's not a big deal. I don't bother. I've never bothered. Um, because I'm not concerned. But if you are, it'll take you three seconds to deal with it. So it's not a big deal. So go ahead and do it. Right. Like anything else, mitigating or preventing the problem. What goes into that versus the, the impact and the likelihood of the problem? The likelihood is very low. The impact is 
really not that big of a deal. So if someone was to watch me right now, they would see what you're seeing. If I was working and typing, I would be doing this. It's not very interesting. But the prevention of that is virtually free and takes almost no time. It's a piece of tape. So why not? Gad says, I never make backups of the whole system or disk, only the most essential data like documents and photographs. If, there, if there's an error, it will just replicate it if you clone the original system. We could get all, we, we, we get into that. We do all sorts of stuff with that. There, there are so many ways to deal with that. I had clients back in the day that had seven layers of backup. Depending on who they were and what they needed, um, I had one client that had an issue with a server and I got it back up. They were down for about 24 hours and it was a really big deal for them. The owner of the business came to me and said, let's make sure that never happens again. And so I took a server that we had retired and reconfigured it and it was sitting there. And I think we had to do this once, might've been once where if, if the main server went down, I would have had them back up in an hour. For an hour from the time I got there. I think we had to do it once. And they just kept on working. Nobody, nobody knew. I think everybody had to reboot their computers, maybe. But that was it. I got really efficient. There was a, there was a point in time. Here, this is the last thing I'll tell you about my IT days. Then I'll go. There was a point in time where I was probably supporting three to 400 end users myself uh, across central Vermont, multiple businesses. And I was probably doing it 25 hours a week. Um, average ratio of IT to staff is, is like 50 to one, or at least it was back then. We had some business some there were some businesses that were a hundred to one you know there, there was a school a k through 12 that had 150 accounts and i i was doing their work and by the time i got it all dialed in three hours a week it doesn't have to be super complicated so <sighs> Dennis says, I need to hack into your six home camera so I can watch you all day. Only one of them's inside. Outside is what's covered. Outside is what matters. With the exception of one that's not hidden, but more difficult to see. Uh, because it covers some other options. Um, if you do not have cameras on your home, especially on your front door. I think you should change that. Google does 0% financing for two years. There are cameras that that can be charged with a battery. They connect to your Wi-Fi. Setup is minimal. Um, they're on sale right now. Everyone should have them. Everyone should have them. 
not necessarily the Google ones, but those are the ones I recommend. So that takes us to the end. I hope you have a great day, a fantastic day. I hope that if you're willing, if you're on the fence about all in weekend, that you go check it out, whistlekick.com. It's in the product section. It's all over. You can find it in a variety of places at whistlekick.com. 250 bucks gets you your lodging, all of your meals, and all of your training. There is no better deal in martial arts. Show me, show me a, show me a better deal. Free training day is a great deal, but it, it's one day and it doesn't cover meals and lodging, right? So like 250 bucks for 48 hours, all in, and that's why it's called All In Weekend. Because we go all in, you go all in, and what comes out the other side is pretty awesome. Uh, you can use the discount code FIRSTCUP15 to save 15% on anything else. Join the Patreon. There are a bunch of you who have not joined, and that's okay, but there's some really good stuff in there. You get start getting access for two bucks a month. I would appreciate it. I do appreciate it. We had a good time at the last Zoom. And of course, the family page, whistlecake.com slash family. We do this show every weekday, 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can follow us there or pretty much anywhere else at Whistlecake. Tommy says, I don't have cameras. I have 100-pound hound dogs, although I probably should. If somebody breaks in, and they grab your stuff. Your dogs can't tell the police who took them. Gad says, are the cameras attached to turrets as well? Been playing Far Cry 6 for way too long. I haven't, I have, you know, it's funny. All right, that's probably the cue that I need to play 6 because I, I like the others. Uh, Mark says, about all in weekend, the food alone is worth it. We had amazing food. We brought in a chef. People had a chef for six meals. It's pretty great. All right. Have a fantastic day. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Take care. Peace.